This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Straight after Arsenal have won a game of football in which they scored goals. Uh, amazing. We can do that um, when it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Arsenal scored three uh, against West Brom. As I say again, but it was 4-0, wasn't it, at the Hawthorns? Uh, amazing. We can score goals when the opposition lets us. Uh, but welcome. Hello. I'm not salty in any way whatsoever. I, I, I just feel I've done so many shows now since last Thursday. That whilst I'm happy we won, it's just there's just this lingering kind of sense of frustration. Tell me if I'm alone. Tell me if you feel the same way. It just is a little bit, you know, it's a little bit frustrating. It really, really is, especially when certain players put on performances and score goals. Smith Rowe pops up with some final product, uh, which is great for him in development. But my God, I wish it had brought it a little bit sooner. Pepe pops up with an absolute screamer. Could have done with that on Thursday. And then of all people, of all people, Willian pops up and scores uh, a great free kick uh, with a shot on target, which I think is a commodity in itself, let alone a goal. So we should be grateful, shouldn't we? Um, there's lots to talk about still. There's team selection stuff to go through. I'm excited to get your thoughts and feelings around this kind of weird period in time. So I hope you are good. Make sure that you are subscribing. You're liking the videos, of course. We're keeping you up to date with all of the latest Arsenal information. We're obviously live straight after the games. And if you haven't already, join us for one of our 8am shows UK time for all of the latest Arsenal transfer news as well. Got some interesting videos coming up for you next week, including some breakdowns of possible managerial candidates, uh, including the likes of Galtier uh, and of course some more focuses on the likes of William Saliba and some transfer targets too. So let's carry on with today's show in particular and get your thoughts surrounding the game. Uh, Tulip says that we need a Willian emoji. It's high time now. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I'm not making a Willian emoji. It's just, I don't care if he scores at the end of the season. I'm not even going to entertain it as a joke. No, it's, it's just not going to happen. Uh, Tom says, Tom, how can people say that the season has been a failure when we've just won the first ever Big Sam relegation trophy, which is, you know, if there was anything to play for today, that was certainly at the top of the agenda. T. Irving says, Willian uh, could be the answer at number 10, you know. Oh, God, don't. Just just don't. <laughs> don't do this. It's it's pointless. 
Do not do this. Um, Ansgar says, dead game, really. Who cares at this point? We're going to go on to a little bit about kind of caring about these final few games uh, in a second. Uh, Slavomir says, the Arsenal admin on Facebook was so excited that William scored. They posted it that it was 3-0. I mean, yeah. There's, someone's getting sacked in the morning. I mean, that, that social guy's been treading on thin ice for a long, long while now. Uh, contract extension for Willian, uh, says Kai. Yes or no? Let's hear your thoughts in the chat box. Three more years. <laughs> uh, Guna Vettel says, give Willian a new contract. Mark says, we are going back back to the gloomy uh, kind of Wednesday Chelsea. It's predictable what's going to happen. Um, we'll see what happens on, on Wednesday against Chelsea. Brad Richardson says we're going to get demolished by Chelsea. Uh, Forever and Arsenal fans is willing to start the next 30 games. Uh, and Amir says that we should go for Mateus Pereira, of course, scores, of course scored a, a, a really, really good goal um, from an individual standpoint. Although the defending was absolutely deplorable. Um I don't know why Gabriel listened to Danny Ceballos when he pointed to absolutely nothing and decided to think, yes, I'm going to follow the instruction of the guy that's messed up so many times this season and think that is the right decision. No. Uh, And unfortunately, when he realized he listened to an idiot, uh, (laughs) went to the left, it was way too late uh, to try and stop. Pereira's shots. I don't know what Gabriel was doing there. Absolutely ridiculous. And speaking about Danny Sparse, let's go into the team selection. I want to hear your thoughts on certain things. A lot of people have been calling for Gabriel Martinelli to play as a striker. We're going to talk about that. Danny Sabayos starting as well. And the lack of some some players that aren't on the bench that I know a lot of people wanted to see on the bench and why I'm not particularly fussed or surprised that that is the case. Starting with Danny Sabayos, I said yesterday, and I I'm saying this like I'm ever listened to by the Arsenal hierarchy. I I don't want to see anyone that's not going to be with us next season playing. I don't see the point. Why would we give them minutes? Why would we allow them development? Why would we boost, if it could even boost, any part of their valuation for their club? Why do them that favour? I get that you want to rest Partey. Sure, do it. Bring someone else in. Just play a different system. Even if you have to play bloody Chambers, a defensive midfield. I don't care at this point. Just keep someone in the team that's actually going to be here. What is the point in playing someone who's on loan? I can I can understand why we benched Erdogan. He's probably going to go and play him on Wednesday now. But I just yeah, why play Sabios? He's awful. Like we we know this now. We we realize this. It's taken some time for some some of us to realize it. I was quite excited when he signed. I thought it was a decent acquisition. He did really well at the end of last season alongside Granite Xhaka. But this season he's been bloody dreadful. So why have we? Why has Arteta persisted with him? I don't know. I get that we wanted to rest some players because of Thursday, and of course we got a big game. I say big game. It's a big game in just the, the kind of the context of the game being Arsenal Chelsea, but. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that. Um, I hope that we play uh, with a lot of a stronger team than we saw uh, starting today. But Sabas, I really, really don't get that. Next one is Martinelli. I, I've said it on a number of shows before, not like that's some sort of medal. Like, congratulations, Tom, you've said this before. No, <laughs> I've said this before. I don't think Martinelli's going to end up being a striker. Um, I might be proven wrong, which is fine. Uh, It's happened before. (laughs) It's happened plenty of times. I don't think he's a striker. I think he gives us a lot more in a wide area. I think that you can leave kind of the the strikers to, to themselves. There's no point transitioning Martinelli into a forward in a central position. Play him on the wing. 
play him there, let him run, give him the energy. He can track back. He can do all of that. He's a decent crosser. We've seen that this season against Newcastle ever so recently. He put a really good crossing against Manchester City in the League Cup for Lacazette. The guy can hit a ball across the box. I'm not so sure about his finishing abilities right now. I'm not so sure about what he adds in terms of link-up play in the middle of the, the park either. Um, but just play him, and, play him on the wing. He's a winger. Just... Uh, I, if you're not going to his performance today, I'll be very, very brutally honest. And I know a lot of people love Martinelli, and so do I. But you got to be objective sometimes, and you got to be real. It was awful. It was. It weren't great. He gave you your running. That's what you can get. That's a guarantee from Martinelli. You're going to get running from the guy. So for me, that's the benchmark. That's the minimum that I expect from Martinelli is that he gives us running. Everything else about his game today just it wasn't it wasn't there. The movement weren't right. The, the timing of his runs weren't right. When he was in the right places, he couldn't get onto the ball. When he had a shot, it wasn't great. And I know people will say maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe I am, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and absolutely bash Danny Savios and then give Gabriel Martinelli preferential treatment. He needs to be on the wing for me. It's just his more natural position. That's where I think he should play. That's that's what he needs to do. And that's where he needs to be developed. Stop trying to change the kids. He's he's a wide player. That's that's what he needs to do. Uh, he was so desperate to try and get on the ball, he, he went far too deep at times. And he doesn't have the link-up abilities. Like, I can understand when Lacazette drops deep because he can hold off players and link-up play and he's a decent passer. That's not Martinelli's style. Um, play off the last man. Run at your players. Get on the ball in the final third. Get the ball played to you. Don't go and get it. That's not what you're about, Martinelli. You're about running. You're about energy. And you're about pressing. And ultimately, when you're on the ball, you're about trying to create stuff and getting the balls into the box and being direct and taking your man on. You're not about dropping deep and trying to link play up. That's not what Martinelli is about. So let's not put him into a position where he isn't going to be what we need him to be. So that's that's kind of what I had to say. Um, let's see what you guys are saying about Martinelli in the chat box. Daniel Roberts says Martinelli had such poor touches today. Um, Matthew Hudson says, lol, no, the fans see Martinelli have a bad game and have become experts saying he can't be this or that. He needs time. Matthew Hudson, I would say to you is that we need to have the same kind of rhetoric that we've said with other players. I can't sit here and criticise the likes of Nketiah and Willock and, and Nelson and then when there's a bad game for Martinelli, not sit here and give him all of this preferential treatment. That's not fair. There's no sitting on the fence. It's just saying it how it is. I don't think he's a striker. I think he's a wide player, and I think that's where he should be put there. We've seen this kid has got amazing potential, and he can he can score some amazing goals. We've seen it too. And we've seen that he can play some really good stuff in the wide areas, and he's full of energy, and he needs to be given a run in the team next season. But... I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit here and just lie about what I've saw. That's just not what I'm going to do. Um, Kevin Gabbs says, hey, Tom, hope you're good. I agree on Martinelli. He gets goals, but he is better on the wing and interchange to get goals as well. Suraj says, when Saka was giving uh, those crosses, Martinelli was standing in the middle providing no movement whatsoever and being absolutely clueless. But I love him. <laughs> you can't help but not love the kid. That is for sure. Uh, Como Lee Ray says, uh, hard to say right now, but maybe Arteta is right about Martinelli. He needs more time to develop, get over trying to push him into that center forward role. Tom Beck says, Martinelli could do well playing the second striker. N not for me. You look at Giroud, Giroud is amazing with his link up play, it's one of his best attributes. And we just as we talked about 
Martinelli's not going to be the guy to be your link-up guy, not the guy to hold the ball up. He's the guy to take your man on, to run beyond the last defender and try to create stuff. And you need that in a wide area, not in a central area. Uh, Ansgar says, to be fair, I think Arteta was testing it today. He might take something from this. Let's see. Um, Avanash says, come on, people. Everyone opposing it, you know that if there was a European Conference League, we'll all watch it. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, Jashar says, Tom didn't watch the match. A midfield which included Willian, Savas, and Elneny didn't interest me. I wanted to see more youngsters involved. I can't blame you. I'm not going to discredit you for not watching a game that ultimately may not matter in the long term. O'Malley says, if only they'd listened to you, Tom, and played Saka at left-back. Oh, my God, yes. Why do that to us? Why, why sit there and then play Saka now at left-back? It worked so well. He was so creative. He combined well with Willian of all people. Being played in behind, the crosses, the chance creation. We created so many times crosses from Saka, from left back. It's just a real kick in the teeth. I'd sit there and rather, to be honest, the last four games of the season, I'd rather he was just stubborn and played Cedric there than actually putting Saka there and letting us watch what we could have had for the last seven or so games. It's so frustrating seeing the guy that we've all been saying for weeks, play him at left back. He's going to give us something going forwards. We can move Xhaka into the middle of the park and that's where he's going to give us more because, my God, Danny Tavares is terrible. I just need to say that one more time. So frustrating, O'Malley. I agree with you wholeheartedly that you can sit there and you can play Saka at left back. Oh, jeez. It's just so frustrating. <laughs> deary, deary me. Um, Paul says, I disagree with that, Tom. Uh, we have Sim Martinelli as a striker on a few occasions under Emery, and he was excellent. It's literally one game, give the boy time. I, honestly, it really does frustrate me when people are turning around to me and saying, give the boy time, as if I'm saying I'm writing this kid off. It's not about that. It's not me saying I'm not giving him time. I'm giving him all the time in the world. I want him to come an absolute superstar. But let's not force him into positions that I don't think he's going to play in. I think he's going to need to be on the wing, and I've said my piece on that. Um, <laughs> let's go for... Belagia says, left back. It's so frustrating. I feel your pain. Um, <laughs> and my reaction says, it's because he doesn't listen to us. No, I mean, I don't blame him. Half the fan base don't have a clue what they're talking about. So I don't... And, I, and that's me sometimes, to be fair, too. So <laughs> uh, Captain Planet says, it's done now, Tom. We just have to let it go. I mean, if that was the case, we'd never learn from our mistakes. So I hope that it's not just let go by the management. I hope they understand the mistake that they've made and, and change things going forwards. Gary Hardy says, also frustrating was actually seeing us shoot from outside the box today and not on Thursday. Yonit Max says, El Nino controlling the midfield. What has the world become? El Nani should be playing alongside Partey on Thursday. I agree with you, unless Shaka is obviously back. Um, El Nani has to play alongside Partey. If Sabas is anywhere near the team on Thursday, I'll cry. I'm actually, actually going to tear up at the sight of seeing Sabas in this team right now. Um, let's talk about Nicola Pepe's performance. Very Okay, let's I want to talk about this in two ways. We're going to go down the positives first, and then we're going to talk about the other thing that annoyed me. And you may know what I'm about to talk about. Um, great goal. Fantastic strike. Brilliant movement. Perfect. What we've wanted to see from Pepe on the right-hand side. We've seen him play a lot on the left, and a lot of us, I think, would agree that we quite like him on the left. We probably like him more on the left than on the right. But when he plays on the right, we want to see stuff like that. That's what we want to see from him. This is why we signed him. He does. He can do that. He scored these types of goals 
consistently at Arsenal. He's done it a fair few times. West Ham, I'm thinking back to obviously today. He's done it in the Europa League. He's done it in the Premier League. He's done it against so many sides now that it just needs to be more consistent. Uh, and he can really, and he's one of our best strikers of a ball. You have to say that you can't disagree with it. He is one of the best strikes of a ball that we've got. So I want to see that more. Now, let's talk about the celebration. You know me, I do read into things a little bit too much sometimes. I get you. But, mm, <laughs> mm, yeah, we've just been knocked out of Europe. The season is in absolute ruin. He, Pepe himself, has missed some big chances in games, um, or has put us in this position at times. Uh, and to go up to the camera where you've got, I was going to say millions, but it was more in the hundreds of thousands, I think, that we're watching today. Um, to go up to the camera and point to the fans and celebrate like that, it just lacks a little bit of kind of level-headed thinking. Uh, it's probably the, the most polite way to, to kind of put it. Uh, yeah, really, really, really not. I don't know why. If you haven't seen what he did, uh, you'll be able to find it on the socials. He just basically he scored. He ran up to the camera. He pointed at it. He said something. I don't know what he said. Um, but just come on. That that in itself for me is a little bit kind of the – it encapsulates a little bit uh, and symbolizes, I suppose, kind of the mental issues that we've got in the team right now. Um just, yeah, don't go overboard. Celebrate all you like. Like, go go ahead and celebrate on the pitch of your teammates, congratulate them, whatever. Don't go out to the camera and point at the fans. <laughs> don't go up. Don't go up to the camera and point to the fans when we are feeling the lowest of the low right now. It just, it just, yeah, not great. Not, not great at all. Alex says, I think he's just trying to be positive. I can see the point of view, Alex. I just, I think as Glenn says there, it's just a bit tone deaf um of the of the situation that yeah it's a game against West Brom the league's dead Europe's out we're on for our worst finish it, just yeah <laughs> it's just a little bit you know <laughs> it just it just frustrated me a bit yeah you can say I might be overthinking it and you probably there's probably an element of truth in that but it's just you know it's just a little bit frustrating um, what else is there? Because there's honestly, there's not loads that we can sit here and talk about regards to the game. Um, let's talk about Gabriel's defending for their goal again. If you didn't catch that, worrying signs. I want to see him playing next to someone that you can communicate with and get on with and he's got a better chemistry with. I think that Gabriel alone is not enough to improve the Arsenal's defence. We need to be bringing in another top-class right centre-back. We might already have them in the form of Saliba. Fingers crossed they can form a partnership. But, yeah, there's a few things towards the end of this season. Gabriel, um, the centre-back, has really kind of worried me at times with some of his rashness and the, the kind of brain farts, I suppose, that he has on occasion and just kind of loses his man or he's out of position or just does the wrong thing at the wrong time. That, yeah, that, that really was a bit of a problem. Alia says, you look tired, Tom. Go to sleep. Trust me, mate. I'm going to be going to sleep very soon. It's long days. Working six days a week, 8 a.m. show, seven days a week if you count this. Um, so, yeah, it's just it is what it is. It's been a long season. It's been an absolutely <laughs> ridiculous season to try and cover. So I am pretty tired. Yoni Max says, let's talk about Arteta's new trip. Uh, he thought he could trick us into thinking that it wasn't him on the bench. Cheeky. <laughs> Kevin Kev says, Gabriel needs a run of games. 
and a stable backline. Ansgar says, why did Lacazette come on rather than Aubameyang? Lacazette was injured a few days ago and Aubameyang needs minutes. Uh, I don't think it's something that you need to read into, in my opinion, too much. I think Lacazette's the better player at this moment in time. Um, and so we needed a player that was going to link up the player, and it wasn't working with Gabriel Martinelli, a player that runs off the last man. Aubameyang is a player that runs off the last man. We needed someone that was going to come in and try and grab the ball in the forward line and take a little bit more control, and it worked. The subs worked today, and we won the game thanks to that. So no problem at all with that. Um, let's... Let's go. Matthew Hudson says that goal against us was terrible. They backed off and backed off. We keep doing that always. Um, T. Wapes says the more rubbish we are, the harder I work. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Suro says, Tom, what do you think of Chambers today? He was okay. I, he didn't, it, nothing stood out to me about an amazing performance. I thought it was okay. I thought most of the team was just okay. It wasn't a great display. I am, I feel like I'm a little bit biased at the moment in a negative sense just because of how I feel about the team maybe I'm not spotting kind of some really good things but it's a position that we need to upgrade in right back is a position that we need to target and improve and Chambers is not that guy he's good utility player good at cover for right center back good at cover for right back that is about it to be honest let's let's give some credit though to um Emil Smith-Rowe because obviously he has for me really been lacking that final product. The end ball, the goal, the strike, just that part of his game has been missing from the Arsenal team. And it was great to see him score. Absolutely fantastic to see him score today. It was a really good finish, really good movement, right place, right time, read the play perfectly. And he was direct. And this kid, I hope, is going to be the future of this football club in that position, in our number 10 role that can score goals from the midfield. Buzzing for him that he scored. Saka with, was really, really good as well. Those two were probably the man, the men of the match, uh, you would say. Saka and, uh, and Emil Smith are in the match easily. Far and away, the kids are dragging this team to where it, it should be. We, they can't do it on their own. That's why we're sitting in eighth, ninth, ninth, I think we are. We need more. Uh, we need better players and we need our senior players to step up more this season because they're just not doing it. Um, and it's not good enough. It's not acceptable. Um, we can't rely on these kids to just carry us through the season time after time. Danny Roberts said, Emil smith needs a 10 or the 8. Uh, Aoife says, Emil smith is brilliant. Wenger would have loved him. Yonit Max says, smith at 10. Oh, there's one thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up. Put your hand up if you are one of the people. You know who you are. One of the people that was saying, where's Balogun? Where's Aziz? Was that you? Was that you saying that? Because if it was... I'm sorry, I don't have sympathy for you because it's. They played two days ago. Um, if you support the whole club, if you support the club, you support the whole club, and I think you should take a little bit of an interest in seeing kind of the <laughs> looking into the lineups of the under 23s and the 18s. You don't have to watch the games, but you know, before tweeting a load of abuse at the manager for not picking Aziz and not picking Balogun, go and check. Go and check if they've played in the last couple of days. And they had. They both started the game against, uh, I want to say Aston Villa. Um, was it Aston Villa or is it West Ham? I, I don't even know. They started the game a couple. They started the game two days ago. They're in the team, and yeah, I mean they're not going to play again. They're not going to start two days later. And believe it or not, this may come as a surprise, but actually the league isn't technically over. Um, believe it or not, I mean if we actually have a look at the uh, Premier League table right now. Let's have a look at it. 
Arsenal are currently sitting in ninth on 52 points with three games remaining. Four points behind Spurs. Uh, and the thing is, is that Spurs have Wolves, Aston Villa and Leicester as their remaining games. Arsenal have Brighton, Crystal Palace and Chelsea, not in that order. Um, obviously, we've got Chelsea uh, and then we've got Palace and then we've got Brighton. And if Arsenal can get anything, which is a big, big ask from those kind of three games. I mean, if, if you can imagine Arsenal picking up three wins, wow. Imagine Arsenal picking up three, four wins in a row. If we're, oh, it'd technically be five wins because we've actually won two on the spin now. Imagine that. Um, it's not over in regards to that. And I genuinely am a little bit upset that the amount of people I've seen saying, I don't care if we don't finish above Spurs. That's saddening. I get it. We're out of Europe. We're probably not going to be able to qualify for European competitions next season. I understand your pain. I understand your frustration. I get it. I feel the same way. But you really, really should care about finishing above those lot. It matters. It matters to us Arsenal fans. It really does. Because if you're a true Arsenal fan, you understand the pain of finishing behind those guys for so many seasons now. For bragging rights, for speaking to your mates, all of that. It matters. It genuinely does. And there's a chance that it can again be done this season. So the whole play the kids, I get the sentiment. But until that is impossible, last game of the season, if we have literally nothing to play for, I'm all for it. I agree with you. Play the kids. But there's the chance to go above them in the last few games of the season. They love a bot- They love bottling it. We know what they're like. They're Spursy. Fingers crossed we can go into that into this run. And, I mean, if they lose their next game, which, as I say, is I think it's against Wolves. Wolves had a decent result today. Um, came from behind against Brighton. If they can put on a decent display and get a, take some points off Spurs and we win suddenly, last two games, it could all change. So who knows what's capable at this stage. Fingers crossed we can do it. But, yeah, genu- it really did upset me seeing the amount of people going, I don't care about Spurs because you should because you're an Arsenal fan. And this is part of what being an Arsenal fan's about is loving the fact of beating those guys and getting above those guys. And it's not happened for a while and it needs to happen. So it'd just be a nice kind of, it'd be a very small, very, very small kind of thing to just look at the end of the season and go, well, you know, it was absolutely awful this year, but it weren't as awful as that lot. And that means something to me. Genuinely does. Um, so as, whilst that's still on, Let's just try and give it our best shot. Absolutely. Before I wrap up, I want to give a massive congratulations to Jared Carver, our fantastic uh, TGT ambassador who today got engaged. You can find him on Twitter at Chicago Guna. Um, Congratulations, Jared. Jared genuinely has been one of the nicest people I've ever met on this platform. He's up for talking to anyone. He's open. He's honest. He's got really good kind of analysis of the game. And he's just a great guy to talk to. Um, and it's an absolute pleasure to have him as one of the members and, of course, to come on the shows as well. So enjoy married life uh, when it comes around, as it will for me next year. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure, as always, Jared, and I hope you see this. And if, it, if he doesn't see this, make sure, guys, you send him this video because I really appreciate all of his hard work when he comes onto the channel. And please, if you can, go onto Twitter and send Jared a message. You'll find him. If you type in Chicago Gooner onto Twitter, it will come up with his post that he's put on there. You can go onto my Twitter, at the Gooner Talk TV. I've quoted it as well, so you'll be able to find it there. Just give him your thanks. Um, it's been a really rubbish year. So seeing things like that, 
seeing some positives in the world uh, makes it a little bit better. Um, so a massive, massive congratulations to you, Jared. We will be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. for the transfer show. As always, I'll try and to remove these bags mm -hmm. under my eyes. I look, I look genuinely awful, don't I? <laughs> I just look so tired. I'm going to try and get an earlier night's sleep and try and get up uh, a reasonable hour to do, then do the show. It's been a pleasure to speak to you guys, as it always is. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.